2: Innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com.
0: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time to weigh head versus heart as we use everything we've gathered about this year's class to say what we think is going to happen on draft night. Let's get to it.
2: You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What up, what up? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jake Arthur. That guy is Zach Hicks. Uh, I am your resident credentialed member of the Colts Media from HorseshoeHuddle.com. And then Zach is the most just beautiful film guy in the game, again, for HorseshoeHuddle.com. Uh, today, obviously, it's draft talk. It's, it, it's Thursday night, so we got to tie up these loose ends here. Uh, we're going to discuss what we hope the Colts do with their first pick. Uh, we're going to talk about if there's any players worth trading back up from the second round into the bottom of the first round that they should go get. Uh, but first, we're going to tell you what we actually think is going to happen at number four. So, Zach, we've kind of discussed this a lot lately. There's some dream scenarios we've talked about, along with some nightmares uh, we've talked about. Arizona and Houston being huge X factors at what could happen for the Colts in, in front of them. But what's your final prediction? What is the most likely thing you think will happen for the Colts at number four, or if they decide to trade up?
1: Man, I have no clue. <laughs> now I'm just kidding. I, I, you know, I think we have some inklings of what could happen. In this draft, but there are a lot of different ways uh, things are going about. Like, like as of the last like week or two, we've had so many different rumors about you know Will Levis flying up draft boards, going to maybe number four to Indy, maybe number two to Houston. Uh, we've heard Tyree Wilson flying up there and being the number two overall player potentially. Uh, we've heard Paris Johnson from Ohio State now potentially being the third overall pick to the Cardinals. Like we've this has kind of been the craziest draft cycle in terms of. We just don't know what's going to happen. You know, we always kind of have a general sense of where teams are going to go. Maybe one or two players that they're targeting uh, at their pick. But this year, it really feels like everything's on the table. You know, the Cardinals or the Texans could be trading out and they could be they could be trading back a lot farther than uh, than than, you know, what we expected maybe a couple months ago, especially the Texans. The Texans, we expected to be taking a quarterback that high. So we just it's, it's a very fascinating draft cycle. Uh, I do think ultimately, you know, we're going to see Bryce Young at number one. I know that one was up in the air for quite a while, uh, but it does seem like they zeroed in on Bryce Young. Everything's kind of indicated it's going to be Bryce Young. At this point, I'd be very shocked if it's not Bryce Young. You know, I feel like it has to be Bryce Young at this point. Uh, But then the draft starts at number two. You know, the Texans could still go quarterback. I'd be extremely shocked if it's CJ Stroud. Uh, I know one of the one of the most plugged-in Houston guys, Lance Zerline, uh from NFL.com, has been adamant that it's not C.J. Stroud. Uh, and all of us in the industry know exactly why it's not C.J. Stroud, but I'll just say for the sake of this show, it's not going to be C.J. Stroud at number two. Uh, so if they go quarterback, I'd expect it to be Will Levis if they do go quarterback, but it, it kind of seems like they're they're going to try to go defense. You know, they're going to go like a Tyree Wilson or a Will Anderson there at two. That's who I would guess goes at number two. Uh, again, Will Levis, I'm not counting out there. I do think he fits that system really well, and I do think they really like him. Uh, I just think they'd probably want to target him more at pick 12 if he's there, you know, obviously. We have no clue right now, but I think Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson is where they go there at two. And then, yeah, the Cardinals, man. I have no clue what happens at that Cardinals pick because they could stay pat. Uh, We have not seen a trade up in the top 10 the last like five years in the NFL draft, like on draft night. We have not seen that in like, I think it's like four or five years now at this point, it just doesn't happen. No matter who the quarterbacks are, it just typically doesn't happen because teams are not that desperate or they would have done the trade a little earlier if they really were that desperate. So, They might stay pat and they take a guy like Paris Johnson or they take a guy like Tyree Wilson or they take Christian Gonzalez. I heard they like as well. So they could take one of those guys there. Uh, But if they do trade out, you know, the Tennessee Titans have been rumored. The Houston Texans for number 12 could try to come back up. Uh, We could see Vegas because they're a true wild card. And then another team I've heard a lot recently is the Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) The Minnesota Vikings from the 20s really wants to get in front of the Colts at number three to take a certain quarterback uh, which is going to lead into my conversation here with the Colts is yeah. the Vikings are trying to come up for Anthony Richardson from everything I've heard. They they want to come up for Anthony Richardson and they personally feel like they need to get to number three for him. I, I don't know if that indicates that who the Colts are taking at four, but the Vikings feel like they need to get to number three to take Richardson. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals are going to trade back that far Uh, just because they've missed out on a blue chipper when they just need actual talent on that roster right now. Uh, But it'll be interesting. They could go a number of ways they could stay Pat, or they could trade back with numerous teams that we've heard rumored. Uh, And then we get to the Colts, man, like the Colts, it's going to be one of the three quarterbacks. It's going to be CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis. I just, I really don't have too much of a feel on who it's going to be like gun to my head. I think it's Anthony Richardson, is who they view over those guys just because schematically he fits the best. Uh, He's that high upside guy that Chris Ballard likes. They've done a ton of work on him this draft cycle. And during the season this past year, I just feel like that's the one that makes the most sense. But CJ Stroud is, is the safest option for a GM like Chris Ballard who needs to get this pick right and needs to get an immediate producer. And then Will Levis is kind of the best of both worlds. And he's got a high character guy that, that people are raving about. So I could see any of those three guys. I'm just gonna think it's gonna be Anthony Richardson, just based off of everything that's happened this offseason, who they hired a head coach, and what Chris Ballard values in prospects. I feel like Anthony Richardson's their guy, but that's just again, that's me trying to read between the lines, it's not too much sourced info. The Colts are keeping it locked down, and and you can tell from from a lot of the local guys saying like yeah, I haven't heard this buzz about Will Levis or I haven't heard this buzz about this or whatever because the Colts are really locking it down right now. They're not letting it out there. But uh, yeah, very interesting draft night coming up here on Thursday. Uh, The Colts go any of these three quarterbacks and it wouldn't shock me whatsoever. But as of right now, I would lean it being Anthony Richardson. But who knows, man? Who knows? We're like, what, 24 hours away? A little over 24 (laughs) hours away from it, so... Who knows? Yeah,
0: let's get to it. No, I I obviously number one with, with Bryce Young, it feels obvious. Houston and, and Arizona are obviously two likely trade pieces that everyone's been been circling, but I don't think both of them move out of that. Just like you, I think Houston probably stays put. Uh they've they've got their guys there that make a lot of sense. Uh Will Anderson, I, I think is someone that makes a lot of sense for them. Whether they value him or Tyree Wilson more. Personally, I would take Will Anderson. Um you know, just stupidly connecting the dots. You know, D'Amico Ryan's an Alabama guy. He's probably got more intel on on Will Anderson, if I had to guess. Um, Arizona, I've heard, you know, we've had guests, Donnie Drew and Cole Thompson. You know, Arizona wants to back out of that number three. Uh, Monty Austin Ford, their, their new GM, wants more picks. That cupboard is pretty empty, uh, so they definitely need more picks, which to me would probably leave the Colts, like you said, choosing between cj stroud anthony richardson or will levis my only difference from you is i've kind of thought this whole time cj stroud makes the most sense to be their qb1 on their board yeah so while i wouldn't be shocked at all if it was richardson i would almost expect in a way cj stroud does make the most sense to me i think he's the most complete checks the most boxes um he doesn't he doesn't have that athletic upside obviously that richardson does uh, but still offers you the ability to play right away and just he does a, a lot of things for you. Uh, but next, now that we've told you what we think is going to happen, we'll tell you what we hope happens for the Colts with that first round pick. But first a word from our friends over at Built. If you guys are looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all of the sugar and the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. That's right. You've got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, then I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and amazing. Seriously, they're so good that you won't even think that they're good for you. You've got to try it. What makes them so good? For starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate, not the fake stuff. And they they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. So you don't get all the The boring, regular ho-hum flavors that you normally would with with other protein bars. Uh, And now you guys actually don't need to wait to get a box by ordering them online. Uh, If you have access to a local Walmart or Sam's Club, that is your plug right there. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You could pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puff. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, you know, the, the wholesale there, uh, just run in and grab a 13 bar box with the hit flavors Brownie, Batter Puff, and Churro Puff. You could thank us later.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: And join Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, and other Locked On NFL experts on the Locked On NFL Scouting YouTube page for live NFL draft coverage presented by Ultimate Football GM. Kyle and Joe will be live during all the rounds, one, two, three, and then on Saturday, they'll get you caught up after each round. Join the draft dudes for their first round tomorrow night live on YouTube on Locked On NFL Scouting page at 7.30 Eastern Time. All right, Jake. So we're going to jump into what we think or sorry, what we want to happen here. So we just did what mm-hmm. we think, what we think is at the top of that, what we want to happen here at the top of the draft. And I think we're going to be fairly in line with what we just kind of said there. Like, yeah, I'm assuming you're going to want CJ Stroud. I'm going to want Anthony Richardson. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I want there to be an option of all of those guys there. I don't want yeah. the Colts. I don't want the Colts just to be sitting there with like one or two of these guys left and just kind of taking the leftover. So purely what I want is not for that nightmare scenario that we talked about on last week's episode for free to
0: go right in front of them.
1: But yeah, no, for, for what I want here at the top of the draft, you know, again, I just want the quarterback that the Colts are fully like believe in. I want them to get their guy. So which they said there,
0: there isn't necessarily one guy, which I kind of don't buy, but.
1: Yeah. I don't like that. I I, I don't like it. Like there has to be a way that you're stacking these guys to where you're saying, like, I would prefer this guy over that guy. Like Mm -hmm. there has to be a point where, you know, like, again, I'll just use names here. For example, say CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, right? Say you have those guys stacked fairly similarly, but you're going to have one above the other. Like it's a quarterback. You can never have them exactly. Even these are quarterbacks. Like, They can't be the exact same thing because every quarterback is so drastically different. So if you believe CJ Stroud is slightly better than Anthony Richardson, I'd rather you move up and just get him. You know, go get your guy. Go get that guy that you believe has the better chance of success in the NFL. I don't care if you give up a couple extra picks. So honestly, if we're talking about what we want, I would honestly want them to trade up to number three before I'd want them to sit back and potentially get you know, their, their second or third guy of those three, you know, like I don't want them to, to sit back and wait. I want them to just go get their guy and be happy with the guy they have, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, what I want is for, while I think it's likely that, you know, we mentioned Arizona is probably the most likely trade trade piece in front of them, which means a quarterback will probably be taken right there. Uh, what I really want is for there to be a choice between Stroud and Richardson. And like you said, With how picky the Colts have been, especially with positions like quarterback, left tackle, like we've seen in the draft in drafts past, we know they've needed a position and they haven't taken it. And they've kind of said, yo, it has to be the right guy, it has to be the right guy. That's why I don't believe that they're just cool with any of these top four guys, you know? Yeah. So, like you said, this is a team that prides itself on conviction. They're going to have conviction in, in the guys they like just. Do something, it's not even that bold to go up to three or god forbid two to go get your guy. If you have a guy who you think is going to lead your franchise for the next decade or dozen years, go get him. Like, and I mean, if you don't feel like any of those guys are available in the draft, then sure, let whatever comes to you happen at four. But if there's a guy you feel strongly about, don't let another team behind you dictate if you get him or not, just go do it. Yeah. Like, you do have the draft capital to move up one spot, you have a the capital move up two spots um so that's what i basically would want you know they have a quarterback they really really like and they just go get them and ideally for you and me they would have that choice between our top guys richardson and, and stroud yeah. so to me that's that's the perfect scenario
1: yeah yeah and, and again when we're talking want here guys we've been pretty adamant on this show we've been pretty clear and, and concise about this like I'm cool with any of these guys, any of these three guys that could be available to them. Like, if they they go all in and take Anthony Richardson, awesome. I'm elated. I'm excited. If they go all in and take C.J. Stroud, cool. I'm I'm feeling good. I told you the other day, if they take Will Levis, I'm a little whelmed about it. But again, like, that's their quarterback. That's their guy they believe in. I'm not even trying to appeal to authority here and saying, like, I trust the Colts so much to make this work. But just finally going in on that quarterback. And I do fully expect them to do it. It's just I want them to have their conviction on whoever their guy is. And again, it could be Will Levis. Like, cool. Like, I'm I'm fine with that. Like, go go get him then. Uh, but yeah, that's what I, I just want to see that conviction and go up and get him. And, and, you know, maybe it pays off for them. And they sit at four and all three of those guys are there. And they're smart about it. And I'm not saying, like, us saying that we want them to have conviction and go up and get their guy does not necessarily mean sitting at four is a bad thing. It's just... I don't want to see them get jumped. That's my biggest thing. Seeing them get jumped, like seeing the Vikings flying up from the twenties to jump them, would annoy me. Seeing Vegas jumping them, seeing Seattle jump them, or someone like that for a quarterback, that would that would that would be like my least desirable outcome. Because it's like, look, guys, you had the capital. Go get your guy. Like, don't let somebody jump up and take, especially they take the guy that the Colts were, like, eyeing or whatever. That's the biggest thing I don't want to happen. But for what I want to happen, you know, obviously I want, want all three of those quarterbacks to be available at four. And I want them to, to pick their best guy out of that bunch. And and we can move forward into this era of uh, Colts football with, with a franchise passer.
0: And another part of that, we want them to get a quarterback there at four so we can kind of – kick back, relax, and say, cool, best player available the rest of the time. Sure, we'll yeah. have our targets we would prefer. You want to get a corner. You want to get a receiver, probably some in and defensive line depth. But after a quarterback, if they get their quarterback at four, I'm cool with whatever else they do. You know oh, what would I mean?
1: We, would we even talk about anything? I mean, we'll look, we'll talk about the pick at yeah. 35. We'll talk about we'll the talk, potential.
0: Every you know. pick we cover after that, will be like, here's how this affects the new quarterback. You know, this yeah. new defensive tackle. <laughs> He's going to help get the ball back for this new quarterback.
1: (laughs) Like we'll just, we'll just bring it all back to the quarterback because I think we're like a lot with you guys here is we're it's finally going to happen. We're finally going to get this young quarterback, whether it sinks or swims. Obviously that's a conversation for the future, but we can just kind of be excited today and tomorrow. And, and obviously the days after that being like the Colts finally have their young quarterback. Now let's go, let's go, let's just get this thing running uh, let's see what we can do with this young quarterback. And and let's see, again, if it sinks or swims going forward. We'll, we'll absolutely see. But, guys, before we wrap things up and, and we get out of this first-round conversation, we want to talk to you about some guys that we think might be worth trading up into the bottom of the first round from that pick 35. There are quite a few interesting players, so make sure you stick around for that conversation in a second.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason – If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, Jake, so talking about players that we think the Colts could trade up into like the late first round for. Obviously, you had a wide receiver the other day that we were talking about that you particularly like. So you want to go into your wide receiver guy that you like there in the end of the first round?
0: Yeah. So now keep in mind, these are guys that I wouldn't think the Colts would have access to at 35. That's why they're coming up from 35 to jump into the 20s to get them. Uh, So my guy first up here is Zay Flowers. I don't really think that he's going to make it past the Chiefs necessarily. Uh, So if the Colts get that quarterback and they, you know, they want to put a dynamic slot receiver in between Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. And just say, let's ride, let's, let's give this quarterback all the targets and tools that he needs to succeed. I love that move personally for Zay Flowers. And it would definitely be size wise. It would be an outlier pick for Chris Ballard, but there's two factors in this. Number one is Shane Steichen. Uh, He may not necessarily be as married to size as Ballard is like, some guys just prefer, can you get open? Can you catch the ball? Can you get separation? Uh, Flowers can do all that. So uh, they've also seen a guy, like the, the biggest comp I've seen to Zay Flowers is T.Y. Hilton. And mind you, if T.Y. Hilton didn't have the body of work he did before Chris Ballard got there, it probably wouldn't have gone as well because Ballard wouldn't have loved a five nine receiver, number one <laughs> receiver. Um, but shoot, you've already got Pearson Pittman. It's your slot receiver. You're not asking to be number one there's really nothing you could tell me that flowers isn't going to be qualified to be that slot receiver. He's not your number one target. Like that's a guy I would be pretty convinced would be a good fit.
1: Yeah. That's my favorite receiver in this class. So I'd absolutely trade up for Zay flowers at the end of the first round. So I love that pick there. I'd absolutely do it. I'm going to go to the offensive line, which I know some of our listeners are not the biggest fan of hearing offensive line talk on here, but John Michael Schmitz of Minnesota, he played center at Minnesota Uh, But I think he's a guy who could transition to right guard or you could put Ryan Kelly over at right guard. You know, just get those best five on the field. Uh, But John Michael Schmidt, super, super um, talented player, uh, wrestler background type of lineman. So he just knows how to torque and just win those interior battles. I think on film, he's a better athlete than what he tested as. I think he's a guy who can get to that second level with ease. Uh, And he's just just such a good zone blocker. Like if the Colts are going to have – more of a horizontal running game and have more of, you know, sideline to sideline with their running game. Like this is the type of guy you want because he can reach out in space. He can uh, reach the, the front side uh, defensive lineman that you need him to get. Uh, he makes a lot of really hard looking, like a lot of hard blocks look extremely easy. Uh, so a guy like him, again, the veteran presence that he brings too, this is a guy who started for a lot of time in his college career. I think he started the last three years at Minnesota. Uh, just a really, really talented uh, interior offensive lineman and a guy that could just solidify the interior for the Colts. So John Michael Schmitz, you know, again, this isn't a guy I trade up to like pick 18 for, but if we're talking pick 30, 31, yeah, I would consider doing that for sure, just to secure that type of pick and secure a guy that can kind of complete your offensive line.
0: Give me all the Big Ten interior offensive linemen (laughs) until the end of time. They all Every year when I'm watching the draft, I – I feel like I usually have three or four Big Ten players in in my top 10 interior guys. It just never fails. Uh, So I've got two guys left. You definitely know a ton about both of them. Uh, First one I want to bring up this guy's stock. I've seen it anywhere from top 10 to bottom of the first. Uh, That's Nolan Smith from Georgia, the edge. That's a fastball pass rusher. You know, he's probably not the most complete guy yet, but, you know, if the Colts are looking for just. A designated pass rusher right off the bat, a Yannick Agakwe type, just right away. Uh, speed pass rusher, that is Nolan Smith, explosive. He had just awesome testing numbers at the combine, really solidified himself as a probable first round pick and had, you know, put himself in the discussion for the first dozen or so picks, uh, first half of the first round. His biggest comp that I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen a ton of it too, is Hassan Reddick from the Eagles. Uh, that is a player for, I feel like the last two or three off seasons, a lot of Colts fans, Colts analysts have been like, get this guy to Indy and it hasn't happened. Uh, he has had nice performances against the Colts, uh, <laughs> especially last year, uh, with the Eagles. So if you're looking for a Hassan Reddick type, uh, someone, you know, just to give you that, that fastball, that cleanup pass rusher, I really like Nolan Smith.
1: Yeah, I would have Nolan Smith as a top 10 player in this draft. I think he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal prospect. Again, elite testing numbers, but if you watch him on film, I I love how you mentioned Yannick Ngakwe there because size-wise, it's very similar. But if you look at them in run defense, night and day. Very, very different there. Nolan Smith is a tank against the run, despite being in the 230 pounds. I think if you get him in the NFL and you get him standing up in some situations and and maybe even playing some Sam linebacker in some some spots or auto linebacker as the Colts have it, uh, he could be one of the best pass rushers in football. So yeah, I absolutely love his fit with the Colts. If you were there in the later parts, I would say trade up the rest of your draft to go get him because you need this guy on your team uh, for sure. So I love Nolan Smith there. I'm going to stick on the offensive line here with my next pick, Anton Harrison, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Uh, This is a guy where I think he's going to be turning like 21 uh, sometime like after the draft. So he's like 20 right now on the draft. Uh, If you watch him on film, you know, early in the season, he was still kind of fighting his footing. But when you watch games against Kansas State and TCU later in the year, you're thinking this is a top 10 pick. This is a guy where when everything was clicking later in the year for him, he was locking it down on the left side. I mean, some really talented pass rushers there in the Big 12 just could do nothing against him. Very strong, very athletic, very powerful, uh, good in the run game. He just looks like an NFL tackle if you watch him. Uh, And this is a guy where, you know, again, I love Bernard Ryman. I think Bernard Ryman can be a good offensive tackle for the Colts. But we're talking about a 25-year-old third-round pick from last year. You know, like, I think there's some upside there, and I think that there are places that he can go. But if you see a guy like Anton Harrison there at, like, 25, 26, and you firmly believe he can be a franchise tackle for a super long time, you don't really factor Bernard Ryman into that. Go get that super talented player that you think can be your franchise left tackle, uh, especially if you're going to be drafting a quarterback there in the top four. So again, at the end of the day, I still believe in Bernard Ryman. I think he can be the left tackle of the future for the Colts. But if a guy like Anton Harrison there, who's young, athletic, powerful, um, and maybe even more put together than Bernard Ryman right now, I would go up and get him there for sure in the late first round.
0: Yeah, that's a good get the best five on the line kind of move right there. Uh, And it's not, it's not, diminishing what Ryman can do because there were a lot of discussions pre-draft last year about him being a guard. Yeah. So if you think he he could be a killer right guard, put him over there. Anton Harrison's your left tackle. You've got a a nice, really nice offensive line with a couple young pieces and a good veteran nucleus. I, I do like that move if they decide to do it. Uh my guy, as I mentioned, it's another guy you know a good bit about you're at his pro day uh cornerback Deontay Banks out of Maryland. So uh, tough player, good size. You know, I think he's got the, the six foot, 200, 200 pound uh, size right there. Uh, good athleticism. I think he would fit really well. Was he a, was he, when one of your fits or a build a Ballard type?
1: Yeah, no, he was, he was a guy who definitely fits a lot of, checks a lot of boxes, super athletic player, uh, super tenacious player uh, gets after it in press coverage and just is so, so physical. I uh, just love watching him on a film. So I don't, I think he just missed Build a Ballard because of, I want to say his arm length or something like that, or maybe mm. his weight or something. It was one of those two aspects. He just dropped a little below it, but he's one of those guys where it's like close enough to a Build a Ballard where you're like, mm. okay, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for the Colts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you have anyone else? Cause I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's a handful more, but
1: yeah, I mean, That's I think Ke- Keely Ringo from Georgia, mm-hmm. I think is a guy where, you know, some mocks and some projections have him going in like the 40s or early 30s, like where the Colts are picking. So you could see the Colts making that move there and just like staying pat, hoping he's there. But you could also see them trading up maybe a couple spots and and making the move for him. So Healy Ringo's a guy I know they like. Uh, they certainly could make that move up to go get him. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever. But those are some guys that we think the Colts could move up and go get. Again, Chris Ballard more of a trade back than a trade up guy but he has traded up in the past. You know, he made big trade-ups for Kari Willis in the past, made trade-ups for, I think, Tyquan Lewis back in 2018. Uh, So he's not afraid to trade up for a guy that he firmly believes in. Uh, But that's all we have for today, guys. Uh, Locked On's NFL Mock Draft Special is here, and it's bigger than ever. Follow along all 32 teams' first pick in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you guys don't already, follow us on social medias at Locked On Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, at Zach Hicks 2, all on Twitter. Also, subscribe to Locked On Colts Podcast on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd love your ratings and reviews. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for the draft with a special guest tomorrow morning, plus after the draft with some fun episodes. So make sure you guys are tuning in tomorrow. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff.